You're listening to the New Utah Podcast with your hosts, Bree. People can say my name and I still don't pay attention. Chris. This is what happens when your number one health concern in the state is porn. Jeremy. Flicks it and then walks out and just kicks the living crap out of whoever. And Julia. This week on Julia does everything that's embarrassing. Uh, episode 348 of the New Utah Podcast. Uh, coming 48. You, this is going to be great. Coming at you from Super Tuesday in my <laughs> basement studio. Freaking cold the last like week, like yeah, in the teens. Going to stay cold. I think we have one day above freezing this week. In the teens during the day and like down around zero at it's, night. It's weird that it has like still managed to somehow snow in the cold. Like, yeah. Not a lot, but like... Like last night, there was enough to like put down a dusting everywhere. Dusting. Like the neighbors that don't park in their garage for some reason had snow on their car. Like some people, their garage, this is okay. This is a thing that I don't fucking understand. Like I get it. If you live in like Texas or California and it's fucking nice all the time, like if you don't park in your garage, I totally get it. But it's fucking cold here. And Jeremy doesn't park in his garage. Okay. But I was going to say, I get it. If your garage is full of shit. If you're a hoarder or if you have a, a lawnmowing tra- business. Yeah, I mean, you have a trailer full of lawnmowers that you don't want to leave out. I have lawn equipment worth most people's cars. Yeah. So, like, you have commercial grade lawnmowers on a trailer in your garage. I get why you don't park in the garage. Our garage is so small that it doesn't it. even fit two cars. The van wouldn't fit. The truck wouldn't fit. It th- yeah. So, even so, if there wasn't anything in it. Well, like, lengthwise? Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty small. Like, it's if I pulled shallow. in, my bumper would hit the door and. The hitch would hit the... Yeah, it's, it's really shallow. Their garage is... I don't know how they got away with that garage. A normal car, like your car, would fit, but like a truck and a van ain't... No. No. Um, yeah. But but I don't get it. Like So, like, my na- neighbor next door is a hoarder, but also has, like, a metal shop and a wood shop, and he does auto work out of the garage. So the cars are never in his garage. I get that. Right? I even get hoarders that pack their garage full of shit and can't park their vehicles there. What I don't understand is my neighbor across the street that has an incredibly clean garage, completely empty, like less shit in it than us, they never, never ever park in their They'd garage. They probably shoot porn in it. I <laughs> <laughs> Got to keep those floors clean. Wow. Um, well, there you go. <laughs> all right. My, I don't know that it's that clean. Garage porn. Uh, I mean, they open it wide open quite a bit, so that's how I know how clean it is, because like... Gotta let it air out. They'll open it up with the door open to the backyard, and like, so I know it's really clean, but they don't ever park in it. It's I. It's Maybe, beyond me. Next time they have it open, see if they have a sign in the back that says brown chicken, brown cow. And they have a big driveway. <laughs> like, they have like a driveway that fits probably close to four cars, but they also are just parking like at the bottom of the, the cul-de-sac now, like cul-de-sac oh. now, like just... Maybe so they like, have to wake each other up straight with the on. garage or something. They forgot the garage code. Uh, but like, I don't understand that. Like, it's fucking cold outside. Your car gets hit by the weather, which actually does wear on your car over time. Like, if I had an option, I would... Park in the, I park in the, park in the garage every time. I hate it when my car doesn't go in the so garage. It's so nice not to scrape your car. Yeah. Don't ever have to I scrape have it. Never, I haven't had to scrape my car in years. Decades even. But, I mean, yeah. So, anyway, you got to talk into your mic or adjust it. I was talking into my mic. <laughs> you need to point it down a little is probably your problem. It's a little too high for you. It's it's nose level. There you go. That's better. Just now like now it works. Well, I mean... It was high. It was like above her nose when she was talking into it. So, it was a, 
interesting position. Anyway, that's not what this show's about. <laughs> this show's about Utah. And um, garage porn. No, it's not about garage porn. We're not. It is now. No. No, it's not. That's what this whole episode's about. <laughs> they have children in that house. I don't think they're doing porn with their children. Do I hope not? Mm. Um, where were we? Uh, oh, yeah, we cold. Really started. It's really cold. That's where we were. <laughs> <man>. <laughs> it's the dead of winter. And I, I, uh, I think the air is going to start to get really nasty because we don't really have any storms projected. I don't think, uh, anytime so super soon. The rest of this week. Yeah. And so this is the time of year where, Honestly, though, like December and January are always really bad, and they haven't been this year because we've had those big storm storm systems just keep coming in. I was looking um, yesterday, actually. I was talking to some people at work, and so I pulled up the snowpack levels. We're over 150% in almost the entire state, all except for like the far northwestern area, like west of um, Great Salt Lake and stuff. Yeah. Those are the only areas that aren't way above normal. Uh, and there are some areas that are over 200% above normal, which is fantastic. We yeah. really need all that moisture. Um, now we, we still have quite a bit of winter to go. And so hopefully we keep a long winter and a very cool spring so it melts slowly. slowly. Um, but that will help fill up some of these reservoirs. I saw, speaking of the reservoirs, I saw a thing. There's probably TikTok because that's what I watch these days. Um, about if, if the water level in the lakes drops to where Hoover Dam can no longer function. Oh, that, that everyone's fucked in like a matter of days. 37 days. Yeah. And then like in the. I think I saw that same one. It probably. It was just like this last couple of days. Yeah. 37 days is the estimated time frame to where California. The whole lower has, basin like, dries up. You can't even up. flush your toilet. Well, and the thing is, the only municipality in all of the lower basin that's beyond that that has submitted any sort of water conservation plan is Las Vegas, is Nevada. None of the others have done it. And I'm blown away. Like, I th- what's something like 60 to 75% of the L.A. County drinking water comes from the Colorado River Basin? Yeah. It's like two-thirds of it. It's well, fucking and, insane. And beyond that, Mexico. It goes to Mexico, too. Yeah, well, and that's an interesting thing because, like, we dam it up and Mexico just doesn't get anything at that point. Like, oh, yeah. All right. No, I mean, at that point, sorry. <laughs> But, I mean, they will, I mean, and basically what the federal government has said, and I don't know why they don't just do it now, but they've said, if you can't come up with a plan, we'll just we'll just make you abide by whatever we choose. Well, and what that is, is rationing. Like, they turn the water on from 6 in the morning till 8 at night, and then it's off. Yep. You don't get to flush your toilets. You know, we're lucky that we're in the upper basin here uh, in, in the Salt Lake area, um, so we get water before they do, but by the same token, like, fixing how we do water is a big deal. In fact, I read, I was reading, maybe it was, it might have been this morning, about been yesterday, the uh, the mayor of Ivan's, which is a little, basically yeah. a suburb of St. George. Yeah. Just um, north of St. George. He, I mean, he had put out, a, he had just put out a statement that basically said, we have to do something. Like, we can't not do something, which is funny because there's like three giant fucking golf courses being built in Ivan's right now. Uh-huh. And it's like, that is more desert than we are up here. Like, St. George is desert, desert. Yeah, like full on, like no Red fucking rock, water cactus sources everywhere, and yeah, like how the fuck that town road even road runners and tortoises, and yeah. yeah, how the fuck that town even exists is beyond me. Um, in terms of like where they get their water, so yeah, it has more <clears throat> more golf courses than all of Utah, all yeah. the rest of Utah combined. But I mean, to that end, like we really need to as as a state figure out water conservation a lot a lot more so than we have. Um, 
so anyway, hopefully that helps, though. Um, I yeah. don't think it's the end of the drought by any stretch. I mean, we would need probably four or five years like this to really pull oh, yeah. us out of the drought. Well, and then a solid spring with rain and a summer with rain, like not just... Yeah. Well, I mean, we don't have to have all of those things with rain. Like really good snowpack for four or five years will pull us out of the drought because uh, that's always been where we get our snow or our water. It's yeah. not from rainfall. It's from snowpack. Yeah. And then as long as it doesn't jump to 90 degrees, like... And flood everything. In a week. Because that's yeah. what happens, is then it, then it all melts super fast and just... And floods. Yeah. Everything. Because, well, on the gra- yeah, the ground can't hold it, so... Yeah. Um, anyway, that's enough about that. Um, it is important stuff, though. I mean, the, the threat of the Great Salt Lake is still very real. It drying up and having all those heavy metals turn into dust and... Mm-hmm. They did say that it's risen... I think it's three feet. Oh, really? Because when I looked like a week ago, it was already like just a foot. I think. I think but it's three now because nice. I looked like two days ago, which is great. But if but but during COVID. But if it shrinks twenty feet. Well, that's the thing during COVID when Heather and I took that little weird tour thingy. It's our at that point it was down like twenty five feet. Yeah. Well, I mean, and you got to keep in mind the average depth of that thing is only thirty. So. Yeah. So it's just barely more than a kiddie pool. Yeah, it, it's, that's sad. Well, and it's it's wetland. The Great so. Salt Kitty Pool. Yeah, that's the end of a giant prehistoric lake. I mean, doesn't have a whole lot of tributaries that feed into it. It's the Bear Lake River system that tre- feeds into it. The Bear well, Lake. and as I know, there's all the discussions about putting more water back into the into the Great Salt Lake. But if push comes to shove, it doesn't need to go there. It needs to go to the actual drinking water. Uh, no, LA needs to fucking figure out their own solution, in my opinion. They have no business drinking stuff out of the car. They pipe that shit so far across the fucking Nevada desert and the California desert to get to them. Like, there's no business that they, they should be having any sort of rights to this, these waterways. They live in the fucking coast. Like, desalinate your water. Yeah. Figure out a way to, to you, you, pump you, in ocean water. You got a great source to desalinate and turn into drinking water right there. It does not have to. And I know it's not cheap, but fuck, it doesn't need to come from the Colorado River Basin. Yeah. Can't be that cheap taking it from us. Well, and the thing is, if that's 60-something percent of their drinking water, that's 60-something percent of the water they use to water their fucking yards. Yeah. They got to stop that shit. Stop watering your yard. Go all zero skate. Yep. Well, so, like, when I was in college and we did that Mexico trip, um... We learned the hard way. They do shut the water off like at 8 o'clock at night, and it does not come back on again until like 6 or 7 in the morning. Yep, and if you didn't get water. I'd sleep in my garage, too, at that point. So it's like, going to smell like poopy. So, yeah, I mean, hotels, everything. I mean, the, yeah. the, the city shut the water down. And they have to. Because it's, you know, 105 degrees. And, yeah. But, but anyway, Mexico, they have no problem. They won't have a problem doing that here either. So that's what, I mean, if it gets to it, that's just what's got to happen. You just don't have water, period. There's no. Fill up a water bottle. We hope you make the right choice. Nah, <laughs> we'll make that choice for you. <laughs> so uh, speaking of cold weather and water, how about your chickens? So we did lose another chicken this weekend, oh, which sucks. How many are you down to now? Ten. Which is still okay, but we started with 20, so we're yeah. we're yeah. down to half. You, I think you waited a year too long to add more, by the way. I think you should have added did. more well, because. We got a couple, and then we got the ones from the people you were, but that wasn't enough. The four that we got yeah. just didn't offset it. So, so the chicks that were due to come into IFA in the next week, week and a half. So, have you guys come up with a plan to like do new chicks once a year and just get a? So that's the a way match. we had always yeah. done it. But yeah. then 
we we went through a few years where we were given so many that we kind of got out of the habit of like getting and we don't have a good system for them anymore. Five to ten chickens in yeah. the spring. So like, so we're we're seriously revamping the system. We can't keep them in the greenhouse anymore. We kept cooking them. No, so so, so I actually found this cool. It's a dog kennel system, but it comes in little twelve by twelve panels. Oh, nice! And there's like twenty of them. And you can, it's like Lincoln Logs. You can like make all kind of configurations. Oh, that's kind of like we had, in fact, I think John and Jody still have that system that's ours and it's about yay high. So this one I bought two. Mm-hmm. This one doesn't have like a top though. Yeah. So this one I bought two and it has like plexiglass for part of it. And so I've got the one level and then I'm going to do a partial level because as they get bigger, but then I can expand it. Uh, so we'll start them in the garage because that's just the best place for them. And then we'll move them outside. But we're also, I'm working on the plans for the outside. We're totally revamping. Yeah, you said you were going to, like, expand it. Like the whole outside, yeah, the whole outside part, I'm tearing it all completely out and rebuilding the whole thing with a solid roof and uh, the nest system where you can get the eggs from outside. You don't have to go in. The food and the water will be outside, keep the rats and mice away. So the only thing that will be inside is the perch for nighttime. That's it. That's good. And the nests. So, no, nests are out there. Oh, nests are outside, too. Kind of outside. Sort of. They're in a thing. I mean, they're in a they're in a nesting a covered nesting box outside, and then from outside of the coop, you can open the door and get the eggs. So you don't have to go in it to get the eggs. Should keep them cleaner. Should have. You'll see when I make it. But um, yeah. But then That's solid. Cool. No more chick chalet. Oh yeah, the chick chalet will be there. It's the outside. I'm I'm more than. Oh, doubling. I thought you were. I thought you were just totally like demoing the no, whole no, no, shed. No. The outside part. I'm more than doubling. And I'm covering part of the outside because I want them to be outside more yeah. than inside because that inside, it just gets gross and stinky and muddy. And well, they don't have a lot of space in there. No. Yeah, especially if you're going to add 20 chickens to the mix here yeah. soon. <clears throat> so we're at the point where it's like, okay, we either need to be done with chickens altogether or it's time. Because all we've ever really done is just piece together what we have. And you're not going to be done with chickens. No, especially not with the way... Fucking ridiculous. Dad's gonna be a millionaire at this rate, no, just from well, his chickens. And it's no, like, they're, like I was, they're doing a they're doing a a problem solving le- search. Well, and like I was saying last week, like the nice thing is you're gonna get some more you're gonna get some more chickens probably. Well, haven't I talked about that? We're like, there's gonna be a rush at IFA. So yeah, Hannah's friend works us. So we already told Hannah's friend when they come in, you let us know there'll be a rush out of them. This probably whole year, tons of people are gonna buy them. By this fall, they're all going to abandon them. Yeah, exactly. we'll end up with a ton. Like everybody yeah. in the neighborhood will be. Like, we know that's you. what we were talking about. Especially last if week. this investigation that they're that people want them to wage because the egg the farmers, che- the egg farmers, they, the egg they're farmers reporting aren't. record yeah income because there's like there are places that are reporting that they lost stuff to avian flu with no positive avian there's, flu results. So, so some of the farmers I I follow in TikTok, like the chicken farmers, they're like. I think it's changed for us. It's yeah. still getting the same amount so, of money. The thing is, they have culled a lot of birds for avian flu because it's this weird thing where, like, you get one case of it, they just kill the whole fucking batch. But the egg farmers are still producing a bunch of eggs. This is price gouging that's occurring, yeah. I think. And uh, so there's a lot of calls for the government to investigate, for the FDA to come in and investigate right. price gouging on the eggs. So, I mean, things will change. However, we've been into chickens for so long that. All of that aside, I've got. We get the reject chickens. I've got a picture. I'll have to show you. I got a store bought egg, and one of one of our chicken eggs that I did. I was making breakfast the other day. 
bright orange, dull, slimy yellow. Yeah, yeah I know. Like, so even if they fix the whole problem, we still love our... I love your eggs. eggs. I want you to produce more <laughs> eggs because I want them. <laughs> well, so when we're producing, I mean, yeah, you yeah. and everyone else. <laughs> but when we're producing, I usually, I usually bring you guys. Oh yeah, you bring us about eggs. every other week. Oh, that reminds me, I got a couple of solid egg containers for okay, you. I'll They're the styrofoam ones that don't degrade. So anyway, I like the other ones because they do biodegrade, but these ones stay together better. I think so. Yeah. Uh, anyway, yeah, that's, that's going to be cool, I guess. Um, yeah, so next week or two, we ought to have chicks and I'm, like I said, I'm already designing the new chicken coop and I'll start gathering supplies and it's a little too cold to actually work on it, but I want to have the stuff ready so that within the next month or so, so we can just get cracking right away. Cause we'll tear the whole thing down and the chickens will run wild, wild for a few weeks, but uh, that's fine. There's no garden. There's no. Anything. You should be careful with the dogs. It's just the stupid dogs. Yeah. Stupid dogs think they're snacks. Well, the the two that you have think less of them being snacks than the old one. Not as yeah. They have killed one between the two of them. Plus, if the chickens are out of the well, coop the together, those dogs probably don't stand a They've chance. They've only killed them when one gets out and we don't realize yeah. it. Yeah. And it's in the back corner of the yard. Because then it's by itself. And then and they corner it. But if the all of even Ebo wouldn't stand up to all of them. If no, he's all run out, away. Yeah. Little wiener dog. And, and they do work as a flock. So. 20 velociraptors. <laughs> <laughs> There's only 10 left, Jeremy. Yeah, 10 yeah. velociraptors. Yeah. Old bitchy ones, too. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so you said someone put Hill Aerospace has got some so, yeah, so, experience stuff. Um. I looked it up, so they've they've I sent the link so you can pull up the dates. But they're they're starting back up that 3D thing. Uh, when we went a few months ago, they were it was they were, closed. The virtual reality, right? Thing. Uh, it's starting up again, so they have the dates. It looks really cool. Uh, if you go out to Hill Aero, Aerospace Museum's website, so what it is is it's a virtual reality. There's like five or six people in the room, but you're each a different position on a plane. Oh, and it's a A10 yeah. uh, flight experience. And you actually fly the mission. So it's 30, 40 minutes, but you actually take off. You oh, actually... they're using Oculus to do it, too. Yeah. That's sweet. So it seems pretty cool. It's like, it's $15 a person. You do have to uh, buy tickets and, and set it up in advance. You can't just show up and do it because uh, it's by appointment only. But it looks really cool. That is cool. It's the dates that you put in here were the February 4th, 18th, 11th, and 18th of March. So right now, those are the dates. And then I'm sure when March rolls around, they'll put out the next mm-hmm. set. Uh, so it is limited, but totally cool. Go to the website, look at it. It, it looks and, really cool. You know, we went to Hill like a couple months ago, and that place is awesome. So we definitely would recommend going there. Even if you can't do that, you should still go, I think. Oh, yeah, even if you can't do that. But but if you plan in advance... uh it looks really cool. And then Folk Holgan, who does our intro and outro uh They music. just released a bunch of dates. Yeah, so they got a bunch of stuff out on their website, folkhogan.com forward slash events. Um, and most of the weekends in February and March, they have quite a few dates up. Um, obviously, March is one of their busiest months because of stupid St. Patrick's Day um, for some oh, yeah. reason. <laughs> so so- they're perennially at like uh uh piper down i think every year so 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 if you want a funny story go back to the episode where we had folk hogan on the show and they told a funny story and i want to say it was saint patrick's day that they're doing a show at the bar next to the el chihuahua 
Ed. Oh, yeah. And like, Barney and Sue. Barney and All these people are coming in absolutely wasted, and they can't figure out why. Uh, and then after the show, they go next door, and that's when they learned what a Death Star was. <laughs> so all of these people were at the El Chola, Just getting wasted on the margaritas. Getting the Death Star and then coming over to their show like already absolutely wasted. But anyway, funny story. Why not? It's a good bang for your buck there. Um uh, okay, so I uh, did want to talk about a little bit of news before we get into our adventure week, um, since it is the last week of the month, technically. Um, wow, it's crazy. January's already, like, flying by. I know. Um, and uh, I, so one of the things that's in the legislature right now is the school choice bill um, that already passed the House. Um, it's out of Senate committee now, and it's going to go to the Senate floor for for debate and probably for passage, to be quite honest. And uh, Governor Cox is likely going to sign it. I can't imagine. And he then sign our school one. system will be as fucked as everybody else. The, this, the, the hard part about it is the way they doubled it up, which I know that's how they do things. So on one hand, do, do you want to explain? Yeah. So so, it, so basically uh, the, the state has tried for years to implement school vouchers. And the way school vouchers work is the state hands out vouchers to pay for big chunks of tuition to private and charter schools instead of kids going to public school. So if your kid, you know, you've got a kid and you want them to go to private school. So, for instance, our kids went to Juan Diego with vouchers in play. The state would say, since your child's not going to public school, you can apply to get a voucher where we will pay some amount of money. It's usually quite a bit. It's, I mean, you're talking like six to ten thousand dollars in these I vouchers. Think, I think the the video you sent us, Bree, they were saying eight thousand per. I think it's eight thousand, right around eight thousand per student per year. Yeah. So the state gives you a voucher for eight grand that you then use to pay that private institution. Now, in theory, what that does is allow for people to have choice of schools. In reality, what that does is allow rich people to take state public education dollars and funnel them into private institutions. Which they would have probably been doing anyway. Which, yeah. So Which in that same, in that same money, video, they were saying that the average student only gets 4000 Yeah, which pulls money from the public education sector because that money that would normally go to, say, Kearns High, where our kids would have went to school, now instead goes to Juan Diego. Now, in theory, that gives you choice. But the reality is... You know, Juan Diego is really expensive. That voucher is not going to cover the whole amount. People that don't make enough money to pay for Juan Diego are not going to be able to pay for Juan Diego. And I would say most of those most of those parents they are sending to their, their kids to that school with or without the voucher. If they get the Correct. voucher, great. But that is not the deciding factor. The, the idea is that poorer populations will have choice. But the reality is. If it's, okay, I get a $6,000 voucher. Let's say it's an $8,000 voucher, but it's $12,000 to send my kid to school there. That's $4,000 out of pocket. I mean, or, it, might, it might make a difference for some borderline people, but it's... But again, it's... It's not for the majority. The for borderline sure. people are your average middle-class family. Who? Not, not your family that's in poverty that really needs more funding in public education. Right. So, for example, at Heather's school... um, they have the breakfast and the lunch program set up. So there are kids that get there, I don't know what it is, 20, 30 minutes before school starts for breakfast. Have breakfast. I was one of those kids. Um, if they did not do that, those kids won't eat. That's what I, that was and there the was, situation I was in. There was a period of time, and I don't know the whole circumstance, where they stopped it oh, part yeah. of last it was year. really bad. So Heather and I were 
donating and she was taking stuff and other teachers were taking stuff and that's out of their own pocket. Unfortunately, taking money away hurts those kinds of programs. Mm-hmm. The, 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 the switch to that, the, the thing that the slick legislature it, well, it's not did. A, it's not a switch. They tied in teacher pay rates right. increases so, to the same bill. Yeah. So if you vote against this, you're voting. You're also voting against teacher. But the Utah Educators Association, UEA, uh, has almost unanimously, I think it was like 10 to 2, said this is fucking horrible. Do not vote for it. We do not back it. Um, so the problem is, so in theory, it gives you school choice. The problem is. I wouldn't want to get a raise if a kid has to starve, you know? Well, if all my students have to go hungry in order for me to get a raise, you know? Well, one, all your students don't have to go hungry. And two, you're probably going hungry as well on Mm -hmm. teacher salaries these days. Well, Um, but Hannah makes more than mom does. Yeah. And Hannah and mom has worked at a school for over 10 years now. Yeah. Yeah. So the school choice thought is nice in thought. But again, one, it probably only truly applies to middle like upper middle class and and higher people and two uh the the problem with doing vouchers is now the state funnels money to private and charter schools now there are some private schools that have been around for a while like Juan Diego uh Judge Memorial those are they're funded by the Catholic Church they have big endowments and foundations that they're they're institutions that are run well they're accredited blah 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 but I don't know if you've seen all the other fucking challenger schools that are all over the place that are all over the place all these uh you know private institutions well, they got like that performing charter arts schools. school by the district that got that performing arts school tiny uh-huh. so things like that they're all over the place and the problem is some of them completely fail Oh, yeah. A year or two in, completely fell. The other problem is, you don't know what you're fucking getting. Like, they, they say they're prestigious, but then, you know, three years later, those kids are morons coming out of right. there. And you don't, I mean, you as a parent trust that they're good. There's the, there's the one right around the corner from me where McNeil's is. There's that little private school right there. In the last five years, it's been two, if not three different private schools. Exactly. And that's that's the other major problem with vouchers, is you start paying money to these groups that are trying to run these schools that have no business running a school. Right. And so, not only does the public education sector suffer greatly at the behest of a handful of kids getting perceivably a better education, but most of those kids don't get a better education. Right. It's it's It doesn't work. The states that have done it have had massive failures in their educational system, and I don't think it's going to be any different here, and it's really kind of disheartening to see the legislature move in this direction. I've said it a thousand times. I'll probably say a thousand more. Bring in the lottery system and let the lottery pay for the schools. That would be so fucking awesome. Because most of the, most states that that's have the lottery, pays for it. Yeah. that's where the bulk of that money goes. I mean, let's be honest. Everybody just goes to Wyoming and other places to get the lottery tickets. Yeah, You've stopped nothing. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Anyway. Um, and, and again, all this is coming from someone that his kids went to private school their whole life. Yep. And it wasn't easy and brief sacrifice, but they also got great scholarships from the Catholic Church and they got discounts because they were Catholic. Well, they yeah. Like, so there's... There were things at right. play there because that institution had stuff that they were able to, you know, apply for and stuff like that. But you're a perfect example of voucher or no voucher. That's what you wanted. 
that's what your kids did. The voucher did not persuade you one way or the other. The voucher certainly would have helped. But on the one hand, it would have helped. But on the other hand, it would have just been paying money that, you know. Um, desperately needs to go other places. Yeah. And, and I say desperately. <laughs> yeah. There are very few schools in our state that are doing good anymore. I feel like in the, in the public se- sector that are, you know, actually producing good students anymore. It's hard. I mean, it's also hard when you have, I mean, like even a school that's got money like Bingham, it's also got class sizes that are 12 to 1500 kids. Like yeah. you, it's really hard to be an effective high school when there are, yeah. there's like a fucking well, small thing. town. Riverton's a really good high school, but yeah. you still got 30 kids in your class in yeah. every single at class. At least, at least 30 kids. I so, mean, the, the graduating classes of that school are over a thousand. Yeah. So, yeah. So anyway, um, it's worth, you know, calling your senator. That's where it's at right now is in the Utah Senate. I don't know what good it's going to do. It's basically just getting completely railroaded by the GOP. I mean, if you remember back, it wasn't even six, I think it was like six or seven years ago. Um, there was a referendum for it that the voters very, very handily said, go fuck yourself. Yeah, that's 2017. Yeah. Um, the voters voted that down and, and now it's back. The, you know, legislatures figured out a way to, just, you know, again, just fuck over the voters. Like gerrymandering no. and everything. And medical marijuana. The, the awesome people. year of four <laughs> resolutions or four constitutional amendments getting passed and, and then the all legislature all four, fucking all of them. Yeah. <sighs> you know, I don't know. <laughs> it. The thing that sucks is it's stuff like that that really disheartens people and makes them feel like they don't really count for anything. Um, and I, w- I will tell everyone that votes for those things. You have got to vote out your fucking representatives. Go see how your rep voted on these things in the House. Go see how your rep's voting in the Senate. Uh, and if they don't vote the way you want, vote for their competitor, whoever it is. doesn't fucking matter. Democrat or Republican, whoever's running right. against them, vote for well, them. Well, next year's another big election year. Well, every year's an election, but yeah. 2024 is going to be another big election year. Yeah. So just keep that in mind. Um, and, uh, you know, these are the sort of things that... Uh, you should pay attention to, and you should actually put your vote out with your rep based on that. Okay. Let's, let's stop that horse. <laughs> Bye, Mom. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> uh, we're going to now talk about our Utah Adventure Week. Um, so uh, we decided this month um, that we would go out. We did this actually a few weeks ago. Um, we have always talked on this show. We We promote it every year when it comes up around this time of year, but up in uh, Midway, out in Heber, Midway, it's really Midway, it's not Heber at all. Um, yeah. Right at the entrance to Soldier Hollow, basically. Uh, they, every year, put up ice castles. So they they create these giant structures of snow and ice, uh, and they last as long as they are stable. Um, yep. So that could be a couple weeks in some years. This year has been fantastic for them because so, it's so cold. Yeah, they opened early. The yeah. day that we were going to go was supposed to be their opening day, and they opened like a whole month early. The, uh, December 21st. This is the very first yeah. year ever in its 11-year history. Usually it's like mid-January, and it lasts three to four weeks, and they have to close it, and it's been open for two months, basically, yeah. or a month and a half now, maybe. And the rate it's going, it should be open at least another month and a half. Yeah, I would I, I would think so. Um, 
But that's we decided to uh, get tickets and go up there. You do have to get tickets in advance. It is very busy. Yeah. Um, well, and they do that to regulate it. So, so there's not so many people in at one time. The parking lot was pretty full, but as we were walking through it, there were people, but it didn't feel it like didn't feel crowded. Crowded. Yeah. So they do that on purpose, and they give you a time slot ish, and you pick your tickets. Yeah, in there's advance. no like forced out, but. They want you to come in during a certain time. Yeah, and people, you just naturally because there's only so much to do. You naturally, as you walk around, you spend time in there. You'll you'll leave in a, in a good you know timing. So, okay, you want you want you want a little history? Yeah, let's get a history lesson. Background. On it, I did none of this research. This no, that's time. okay. That obviously there's not there's not as much research as I normally do on other things, but it's still interesting. Yeah. So uh, the first ice castle. It was created by the co-founder Brent. It's either Christensen or Christiansen. Welcome to Utah. They say it both ways. Uh, so well, it's spelled two different ways. Let's see how's it spelled. So look at the Christiansen, Christensen. It's just Christensen. Christensen. So he lives in Alpine. He lives or lived in Alpine, Utah, and uh, they'd moved here from California. And his, him and his kids and his family were absolutely enthralled with the snow and the ice, and they thought it was amazing. So he started making uh, ice caves in his front yard. Like igloo type Like little things, igloo yeah. stuff. And uh, like very quickly, the neighborhood kids were like, oh, that's really cool. So the neighborhood kids would come over and play on it. So they kept getting bigger and bigger, and then it got to where people were driving around like the neighborhood to look at it because it was like a better part of his yard. Uh, so that's kind of how it evolved. And then his kids... Started calling them ice castles. Let's make the ice castles. Uh, so that's kind of where it came from. That's cool. Uh, so that, that was the concept. Uh, it has grown to now over five locations that they do. Oh, yeah. They do them across the country. Yeah. So let's see. I have it listed here. Um, Utah, Minnesota, Wisconsin, New Hampshire, New York. So it's grown to where they do them in those different locations. Now, every one of those locations, it has to do with the weather. Some years they don't do it. I want to say the one of them, Wisconsin, they didn't, one of them they didn't do this year, but those are the locations. Uh, and like we talked about earlier this year, it actually opened before Christmas because of how cold it is. So, uh, they say it's more than 25 million pounds. Yeah, it's, it's a lot. It was 25,000 tons. So what is... they do is they have, uh, 20 to 40 icicle artists, they call them, who create more than 12,000 icicles every day. And we did notice uh, there was the door that we kind of looked through, the little behind the scenes, and you could see where they had... Where they're growing icicles. Yeah, these racks with the water dripping to create the icicles. So they make over 12,000 icicles every day, and then they take them out and they place them. And then they get them wet so that they stick. So it's all very sculpted... Um, and it's, and it's really cool because inside, if you look, like they're well hidden, but if you look, there are water pipes that are, they're connected to small drip lines essentially yeah. at the top that are slowly feeding water over top of these things, which just creates more of the same formations yeah. and cements everything. So, uh, they've carved fountains, thrones, arches, benches. They had the mermaidy looking Viking dude. I mean, so yeah. it's not just, the ice castles. There's also some. Really they do some cool really cool ice carvings. Ice, ice carvings in it. There's also uh, over a hundred thousand LED lights hidden in it. Now we went because of the way it worked out. We went in the day, which was very cool. 
but I would definitely say if you have the opportunity, probably go at night. So I, I'll give you, I'll give you two scenarios. I would say if you have little kids, go during the day. But if you're doing it, right. which I would recommend highly, if you're doing it as like a date night thing, that would because be there's other, we'll talk about some awesome other stuff in, in midway. That would be a nighttime thing for sure. Yeah. And they had reindeer. They did have they did reindeer. Have the reindeer. So, uh, it does say that every location of their ice castles are purposefully located near a natural water source so that, so that it, as it melts, goes back into the natural water source so that's one which of the, the heber ice castles are right next to deer creek yep so it all just and, goes back uh, into that is it deer creek deer creek reservoir yeah, yeah deer yes. creek reservoir yeah right which there. yeah it was kind of cool we saw people ice fishing yeah snowmobiling all that kind of stuff out there um every year it's different um and it's brent the guy that brett christensen who creates it every year uh, him and his team but every year is different so if you went last year this year will be a whole different one. Next year will be something completely different. Totally worth going. Okay, a few. Bree, I think you you should give tips because you were well prepared, unlike some of us. <sighs> Jonathan showed up in sweatpants. And which Julia, she's a, Julie was wearing her her three quarter pants. Those are only clean pants. <laughs> <laughs> My ankle pants. We told yeah. Jonathan, but he's fifteen. He's years a fifteen year old boy. He wore he's sweatpants. Gonna wear whatever. He so yeah. because they've carved it, because a bunch of people are walking in it. Um, the, the main area is pretty packed down, but when you're walking in the tunnels and all of that, it's slushy. It's basically like ice sand. Well, and one thing to keep in mind is like, especially if you go in the morning, they have freshly carved a lot of that stuff. Cause yeah. I was pointing out like when, when they, in the morning before they open it, they've got to go through and make sure it's safe. So they can't have huge icicles that have formed like overnight that are weak. They can't have points. any that are like hanging in the spaces where people are Those walking icicles are through. Going to kill people. I mean, that's just it. Like, so they could really cause serious injuries. So they're trying, so they, they are carving those out. They're recarving tunnels and they're probably using chainsaws and shit to do it. So the floor is, it's, it's basically ice sand. Ice pellets. And it, yeah. it can be like a foot. It deep. really is just like walking, walking on the beach. But it's worse. Like you step into it and you sink down into <clears throat> it. And so if you don't have boots on you're getting or waterproof your shoes. shoes, like you're getting, you're going to have wet feet. You're going to have snowy feet. Um, I had my snow pants on, which was nice because I crawled through tunnels and went down slides and there were lots of people wet. with snow gear on. Um, there I are a few people in my opinion that maybe overdid it a little bit <laughs> that had like the full on. Well, the, but the, this is an attraction that's not just for Utah. Like I was true. when we were standing. So Bree went down that other slide first. Right. And this lady had like her two grandkids and she was telling me they're from California. Oh, and yeah. she goes, Oh, these $18 tickets turned into $280 tickets because we had to buy all the snow gear. And I'm like, <laughs> you didn't have to buy all the snow gear, but like you could use that. She's like, This might be it for us. I'm like, We should go like tubing or sledding or, or uh, skiing. She's like, Oh, we're from California. This is probably all we're doing today. <laughs> so, by the way, they did have the tubing hill. Yeah, right just, up, uh, up above on Just Soldier up Hollow. above it. So you could easily make an afternoon. Of it, do the tubing, and then when the sun goes down, go yeah. through the ice castles. But so yeah, snow gear. Yeah, in my opinion, it, it's just it's just gonna make it more comfortable. You can always take layers off, but if you're if you get cold and wet because you've decided to go down the slides a couple times, um, you're you're gonna be miserable. Yeah. Treat it like you're skiing, probably. Yeah, which we all layered fairly well, mm -hmm. but 
boy, after a while, we were taking hats off. And yeah, because well, we but went, you can. We went at eleven o'clock in the afternoon. So you was, can take those things off, but if you get cold and wet, you're gonna be miserable. Especially, so if they're recommending going in the evening, so we went and we started out in the day. It was like a was eleven. Yeah, yeah, it was eleven o'clock. So 11 o'clock we started out at eleven, where it's already starting to get warmer. The sun is all the way up. Your warmer's relative here, folks. But yes, but like. If you decide to go in the evening when it's dark, it's not going to get warmer. It's oh, going to progressively get cold. colder. And if you are tramping through that and you get cold and wet, you're oh. not going to be able to go out and stand in the sun and get warm. Also, another thing I saw a lot of sleds, little sleds. Well, they recommend if you have your kids with you and they would normally be in a stroller or you would normally need to pick them up and carry them, take, yeah. that you take a sled because they don't allow strollers in the ice castle. You can't move There's a stroller. No There's no way you can move yeah, a stroller. Yeah, I did see quite a few families with their little kids. Yeah. So you can pull, that was a, that was pull the kids idea. around and... You know, the kids had a blast. They were all having fun. Any of the little kids were I just had fun. Oh, I had fun too. But I like the yeah, kids. But none were, of you call, crawled through tunnels. We're too fat. We're all too big. Yeah, I told we're you. We're not child fat. size. I would not have. Jonathan fit in crawled that through. Jonathan is not a fat. So skinny. Huh? Yeah, but he's super tall. I said Julia and I might, or Julia might admit it. Chris and I wouldn't. I probably would have fit, but I didn't. Let me really tell want you, to. Jonathan's tall, but he doesn't have the girth that I do. He's skinny. So you don't get, Jonathan, Jonathan you don't get, and I, like a ferret. Jonathan and I went inside at the tunnel that we went in. That's out, that's actually all outside little the kids tunnel. going in it. And there was like a dome inside, and the little kids are like, "It's an igloo! It's an igloo!" And Jonathan and I are like, "Okay, whatever." And I was like, "Here, take a picture with me." And we like got into the corner of it and took a little picture. And the funny fun. thing is, you went in. And soon after you, but not that, not right behind you, Jonathan went in and then Jonathan came out. And so we're like, uh-oh, where's Bree? Is she stuck? We're going to have to wait till spring to come back and get her. <laughs> no. So when I, so I had hand warmers in the bottom of my gloves. And so to take the picture, I had to take my gloves uh, off, but they were also Velcroed underneath my coat. So I had to unvelcro my coat, unvelcro my glove, carefully take my glove out to not drop the hand warmer. Get that in position. And then by then, Jonathan was in there. So then I took a picture. And so I was like, go ahead and go out. You don't want to wait for this. Because then I had to get my glove back on, Velcro <laughs> my glove back on, stuff it back up in my coat, Velcro my coat back on. And then I was trying to make sure that my phone didn't fall out of my pocket as I was crawling. So it was a whole thing. It's always a whole thing with me because I usually have a whole thing. So it was a lot of fun. They yeah. have uh, solid ice slides, which are fucking awesome that they stick little mats on for yep, you. Check well, out the, they did on the one that you guys went down, but the first one that I went down there was yeah, no mat. Yeah, there was no mat. Go to the Instas. Julius posted um, Jeremy Reels. falling backwards because he doesn't know how to slide. Wait, what? You fell backwards? Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, I got he to the end. Up with his, like, I got, legs over his head. I got oh. to the end and like my mat shifted weird. No one mine else's stopped. mat did that. No, mine completely stopped and I just went sliding off of the mat. I think I slid off mine and came to an abrupt. I don't know. It was fun. At the end of each of them, they have like these carpets. <laughs> yeah, to they have stop like carpets you. that aren't snowy so They're, that you don't keep going. They purposely have them to stop you. Yeah. yeah. I fun. like, I fell off my mat too, but I just kept sliding. And then they did, they had the deer. That was really cool. The reindeer. The reindeer. Yeah. Uh, they were eating Christmas trees. The Christmas tree was funny. We asked him about the Christmas tree and he's like, well, we put the food all around the tree. Then they kind of have to, to forage yeah. for it. And, but yeah. that was kind of cool. Uh, and we did actually talk to those guys. There's a good chance they'll be on the show. Yeah. Yeah. If they reach out. 
Uh, and then, um, the, the place is really cool. There's a lot of tunnels to walk through. Um, there's a big wide open area. Like Jeremy said, there's a lot of benches and like chairs that they've made out of ice. Yeah. They're um, carved those. So they're yeah. Really cool. It's, it's really cool. I think all told we spent about an hour in the actual ice castle uh-huh, itself. Right an hour. Um, and it, you know, it's a lot of fun. They have little food vendors and crap out there. Um, yeah, they have a little, little, I wouldn't say they were food. Vendors, they were food trucks, but they're probably food trucks that don't move. They're is like my guess. snack trucks. Yeah. Um, D's nuts was yeah. D's nuts who had the the roasted nuts and variation of nuts, candied nuts. But they also had cookies, and because Jonathan got a cookie, and they had some other stuff. Then they had the little hot chocolate truck, yeah, with the Folgers coffee. Uh, And they have uh, you know, the little gift shop at the end. Um, I highly recommend going. It's totally worth the drive. It was a nice drive up there. Um, you know, if the weather's not bad. Well, um, and then less than 10 minutes away, we went to the creamery. Yeah. So you can get up there one of two ways. You can either go through Provo Canyon and Provo. And that's how we um, went. And that, that takes you up basically to the backside, which is actually, I think, a little closer to, uh, to, to yeah. the actual thing. Cause you come out right. Yeah. There right, the right end. there at the tail end where it's at. Cause it's on the, the like far, what, southwest side of Midway, I yeah. guess. Um, but the. Yeah, so you come out of the canyon and you're basically right there. If you come up by 80 and you go across like past Heber and stuff, um, which they're building a bunch of new shit over by, um, by Deer Valley. Uh, they're building a bunch of new shit by Deer Valley. Yeah. They have some huge cranes out there. Um, but if you go that way, you end up driving through Midway proper to get there, like in a little town. And the Cache Valley Creamery is up. Is it Cache Valley? No. It's no, uh, Heber. Heber Valley Creamery. The Heber Valley Creamery. I don't know why Cache Valley. I was going to say, you're not That's in fucking Cache Logan. Cache Valley is the Logan. <laughs> Heber Valley Creamery, which I really like they Heber, the Heber Weber. cheese. Didn't they, wasn't it? Didn't they have like the, yeah, Aggie they had the Aggie ice cream? They had the Aggie ice cream. Yeah, that's true. They make fresh grilled cheeses in the creamery. Uh, I thought the creamery was actually a really cool uh, little stop too, because you get you know all their different cheeses. You can obviously get a lot of their cheeses, the Heber Valley Creamery stuff. Um, at like Harmon's, I know sells them for sure. I don't know if Smith's does. I think they do. Um, the bigger the bigger Smiths that have like the yeah. nice cheese area, um, but the the they don't sell everything and so you can get a lot more of their like like they have like 10 year aged sharp cheddars and stuff like that they have they had little samples you could eat uh, the curds is the, the thing oh, that we yeah. love so the, the anytime curds, we go yeah. to the the beaver creamery or that creamery or any of the the, the bigger creamery in utah that's the one thing we always get i mean we'll curds. get other things but it's the curds there's the thing about like so uh, the the heber curds so I got the jalapeno ones because I love. They are so good. So and we they, got the yellow pepper and the garlic. Uh huh. And the garlic, Jonathan picked that, and I'm like, ooh, it was just a hint of garlic, so it wasn't like bowl you over. And the yellow peppers are the like the banana peppers or the yellow wax peppers. No, like the banana, like the the, the not spicy is not the right yeah. word, but not not like tangy. Yeah, so not like a not like a yellow bell pepper, like a yellow banana. Yeah. So it had a little tiny bit of heat to it. That was really good, but same thing. It wasn't overbearing. The the jalapeno one was very jalapeno forward, like the flavor, not super spicy, but you could really get like it. W- it was almost like pickled jalapenos, but it oh. was so good. And like the high salt content of the yeah. the the curds is just so- goes with it. So we got curds. The kids they got two scoops of ice cream, and it, I couldn't believe how massive it was. Even they were like 
if I'd have known how big it was, we would have just gotten one scoop. Yeah. So, but that's the thing. Usually those places like that, they don't skimp on. No, that. it was nice. And they have, they have some other stuff there, but I mean, that's the big deal. If they happen to be making cheese, you, they've got a giant window that you can see them making the yep. cheese when they're doing it. I think uh, they had some soups and mm-hmm. a few yeah, other things like that. It's a little cafe that they have. It's not a very big creamery, but 10, it was only less than 10 minutes from the entrance of the ice castle. So we're not talking like No, like it's you, you drive past it to get back to you ha, you literally drive right past it to get back like, to 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 I80. Um so yeah, I definitely a lot of fun. You know, I would plan if you're going to do it, you know, plan to spend some time up in Midway. There's a lot of stuff to do up mm-hmm. there. We might be going back up there uh into the Soldier Hollow area. Why is the dog licking the wall? <laughs> I don't know. Phoenix Knock it off. She's <laughs> over there, like, licking the wall by the outlet. I don't know what she was licking. Maybe she just wants to get electrocuted. Because there's, like, something charging over there, like a battery pack or something. What is that? Probably something of Julia's. Oh. Oh, it looks... No, I think it's the the nail file thingy. <laughs> oh, over by the bookshelf? Yeah. I thought you were talking about over here. No, that's what she was licking by. Anyway. Yeah, it's the battery for the dog's nail grinder. So, Sean and Vanita... Went up, so I sent you that restaurant. So uh-huh. there's a restaurant they went to. It's like a fancy place up in Midway, uh, and apparently it's delicious. He went there; it was really good. He said they also went to the ice castles at night, and it was really cool and well worth the trip. Yeah. Uh, and so, again, I, you know, make a make a, a an evening of it. There's lots of yeah. stuff to do up there. There's the the tubing. There's a tubing that's right next to yeah. the ice castles. Yeah, it's like just the other side of the parking lot. Yeah. There's also the tubing. Like by Jeremy Ranch, uh, outside of Park City, that's really great. Yeah, that's probably um, what twenty twenty five minutes. The yeah, other but it's, yeah, it's probably but, on your way, is what yeah. I'm saying though. But you can make like a whole day of okay. going up there. You know, you maybe even stop at the outlet malls in Park City if that's your thing. Um, the you know, go to a restaurant up there. Um, you know, you could go see uh, the crater. Uh, yep. up there. I mean, there's a lot of stuff to do. They've so. got the ice fishing, if that's your jam, right there. They've got yeah. the cross-country If you like skiing. to see, if you like to see, yeah, cro- we saw a lot of cross-country skiers, because that's where so- Soldier Hollow is, which is where they did all, like, the biathlon yeah. whatever for the Olympics. Um, there's multiple ski resorts up there, because there's Deer Valley, um, there's the canyons, I think there's one other up there. The actual Park City Ski Resort. Yeah, that's what I said. The canyon. Oh. That's the canyons. Oh, yeah, yeah. No. yeah. And then Deer Valley's, like, on the other side, yeah. on the way Close. there. Yeah, a lot closer to Midway, actually. Um, but yeah, make a day of it. It's fun. That's what we did. Um, worth that, whatever it was, 15, 18 bucks, whatever that. Oh, yeah. It was a blast. Totally worth it. Excellent date night. Excellent family day. It was a good day after, event. like, date afternoon for us, too, honestly. I really enjoyed it. I would recommend it highly to, uh, to anyone. Uh, and what a great use of space, uh, that is otherwise completely useless. Yeah, in this the time of year. Like, they're just not doing anything with that space, so. Um, really good stuff. Uh, we definitely recommend it. So that was our adventure for uh, January. Do you guys have anything else to say about it? Nope. I think that about covers it. It's a lot you, of Bri? fun. Two thumbs up. Bree had fun in a snow and ice. <laughs> like, the whole thing was snow and ice, and she had a blast. Because I dressed appropriately. Yeah. And she was worried that she wasn't dressed appropriately until the well, guy. I was worried that I was being over, like like Jeremy was saying, there were some people that were like overdressed. I was worried that because I had my, my boots and my snow pants and my thermals how... and my coat and my big gloves but... and my my 
mask thing for my face in case my nose got cold. But as we park and then the people pull up next to us and park and the guy gets out and strips down to his underwear and puts on all snow gear. Full on. Yeah. Bree's like, okay, never mind. I don't feel so bad. Almost. I would say more often than not people wearing snow gear. I would say our group was the exception of people not wearing snow gear. There were not that many people in blue jeans. (laughs) Well, most yeah, of you guys had, were the probably most of them had the boots and ones. snow pants on at least. However, I've been around snow my whole life. I know what. So, it, it, so yeah. for me to wear jeans, I'm like, Bleh. yeah, I'm uh, like, if I get wet, I'm not gonna be. It's not skiing on a mountain. Like I said, it's more it, it's it's more tolerable when it's warmer. Because That's true. At night, but if you guys had done that when it was 17, no, if it was night, I would have dressed differently. I would. So have. that's what I'm saying. Like, kind of, kind of <laughs> base it on. I think you probably would have put your your actual snowshoes on instead of your tennis shoes. Oh uh, yeah. So for have. me, yeah, my boots. That's the one thing I would have changed. Yeah. I just put on I'm just saying. So if if you know, dress appropriately according to however it is that you feel and deal with snow. Exactly. If you deal with it well and it's the daytime, you can probably dress a little less warmly. But if you are always cold like me, I would recommend. You know, dressing appropriately and being able to live. Hannah and Heather had on their snow gear. They were yeah, properly yeah. dressed. Well, okay. Snow-ish gear. For, well, their, for their, for their like. It's, uh, it's the year of the rabbit. So I think it's appropriate that we end with this ancient proverb from our uh, spiritualist fuck collection. I just pulled it out. So I made up a transition there. <laughs> I think ah. it worked. But it does say ancient proverb. If you meet more than two assholes a day, you're it, oh. which is very true. Uh, Anias Nin said, we don't see things as they are. We see them as we are. So one or two assholes could be random. Three assholes is a clear sign you've got on your uh, sphincter glasses. Take a moment <laughs> to check in with your perception of things. It might just be that you, Cupcake, are the asshole. Luckily for you and everyone else, you've got the power to change that. That's a pretty damn true statement. I say that all the time. Yeah, I do too. Like not that way, but I'm like, if you're looking at everybody around you and you think that everybody around you is, that, is a jerk, uh, or everybody around you treats you like a jerk, you're probably the jerk. Yeah, yeah. If everyone around you is a crazy shitty driver, maybe you're probably the shitty driver. Yeah. Well, that's not true though. <laughs> oh, it is. <laughs> I am a crazy driver. I'm not gonna lie, but I'm a confident crazy driver. I don't swerve all over the road because I'm reading but text my, messages. But my point is more of like... But yeah, in general. Yeah. If you think everyone around you is something, you're probably that something. Yeah, so. if you think you're the one being picked on all the time, you're probably being a jerk and people are just showing that you're being a jerk. So short episode this week. That's okay, though. Thanks again to Folk Hogan for our intro and outro music. You can follow us on social media at TNU Podcast or uh, chat with us on whatever social media you want. Um, we don't really give a shit. We're not on TikTok, but we're on, I don't, we're not on Snapchat either. I don't think, but we're on everything else. Um, the, the places that people, we should, I'm going to make a TikTok for us. That's, that's it. (laughs) Keep saying that. Yeah. And I keep not doing it. I don't want the Chinese government knowing about this show. They already know about my life. Um, I just think that my overlords, you know, my eventual overlords, the more they know now, the better they're going to be able to take care of me later. So it's wrapped around your headset. You're going to have to take your headset off there, woman. <laughs> it is. It is definitely wrapped all the way around the headset. Um, so, yeah, hope you have a, a great time. Julia, are you still uh, offering up a special for your store? I know you've had a yep. few people take you up on Come it. Come into so. my store. 
Mention you heard about us on the podcast, and I'll give you 10% off. You can find all the information on utahcrystals.com. And she 100% does give the discount. Yep, someone came in. I was like, oh, sweet, it worked. So, (laughs) Yep, and they got a discount. Uh, if you uh, want some new architectural designs, right. uh, reach out to Jeremy. I will not give you a discount, but I'll be happy to work with you. <laughs> if you want plan to, out your remodel. If you want to remodel your basement, I would not recommend asking Jeremy because he's going to charge you a lot more than you think, uh, and it's probably not worth your time. It's true. <laughs> if you're going to remodel your whole fucking house, or you're going to put on an addition. That's a different story. A whole different story. <laughs> but if you just want to be like, eh, I'm going to remodel my kitchen, yeah, talk to someone smaller. I get those. <laughs> I get those. Uh, but it's not. I guess it depends on the house, though, too. That's right? true. If you're going to remodel your kitchen in your $3 million home, you can probably reach out yeah. to Jeremy. You understand what it's going to take. But uh, if you're trying to remodel your kitchen in your $200,000 home and it's not you including a me. big I'll addition. It yeah. Like, it's like Sean Vanita wanted me to draw their kitchen for him. And I said, I could, but why don't I just send my engineer over and have him write you a letter? Yeah. To move the window. Because <laughs> that's a lot cheaper. I'll, I'll go over there. I'll go over to your house and I'll tell you what you probably can and can't do and where to go and start yep. going and help you organize yeah. uh, all that. your contractors. <laughs> you can pay me to do it. It's, uh, yeah, it's a whole thing, but I've done uh, it myself, so it's fine. If you need help with uh, getting your business in order, um, especially on the technology side, you can reach out to me. Um, I'll give you a discount. You don't know what my rates are. <laughs> if you if you've listened to us and and you want our help with something, just reach out. We'll give you advice. We're really good at that. Um, hopefully, you guys have. Uh, oh sure, don't plug me. Oh, I need if to you, advertise. Oh yeah, if you want insurance, if you want commercial insurance, Bree is yeah, your but, woman. But. You don't own your business. We're just making your boss fat and happy. I need to talk about some things. That's not true. She makes some money on it. What? Okay. So just a reminder, the fourth Sunday of every month is the Utah Pagan Market at uh, Athena's Beans. It's right by Ocean Mart in Sandy. You should do those with events moving forward. Just throw throwing that out there. Yeah, I know. I didn't think about it till now. Um, and also, <laughs> and also, since everyone just got engaged during the holidays, if you need wedding favors that are cool and unique, hit me up because I can make you love spell jars. Uh, that's kind of cool. That's but not, I've I, done it for a few weddings, bachelor parties. I did, did a divorce get, party. Where you did it for a bachelor party or a bachelor bachelorette party? party. So I don't know very many bachelor parties that are like, oh, look, bachelorette party spells in a jar. That's what I want. No, they're like, I want some titties. In a jar. In a jar. <laughs> Duh. <laughs>